if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Wait, where are you taking her? Oh, come on. I can't see the baby. I won't scare her. How's it going? What's up, darling? Look how beautiful you are. Hi. I know. I'm scary looking. But look at the scary man below me. Oh, look at that! He looks like a colors. he looks like a a, a like knockoff Flavor, flavor Flav from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> the white trash version. Oh, Andy's gone. <laughs> What's up, sweet pea? I see the videos of you and your dad having fun. You look like a happy kid. Yes, you and your dad having fun. Yes, it's awesome. He's on the show. Hi. Hi. What's up, Laura? Hi. <laughs> Hi. What's happening? <laughs> Baby relief. Hello. Hi. Hi. You are now, Clara is now the smart, no offense, Laura, Clara is the smartest person on this screen right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that included her. That was just the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> you just confirmed she knows dogs go woof, so. Awesome. What, what was, was her talking? first word? Is yeah. she talking? What's she I, saying? I think- what was her first word? From the TV show she watches. Oh, Bluey? Bluey. Bluey. And that what was TV show song. is that? Bluey. Yeah, it's called Bluey. It's about a blue dog. <laughs> it's <dog>. called Bluey. <laughs> it's like from, from the TV show she watches. Oh, Bluey. Amphetamine. You guys watching Euphoria? Oh. <laughs> you guys watch Euphoria together? No. <laughs> She uh she she watched it without me. Oh. oh, don't you hate that? Yeah, that's called um, what's that called? Netflix cheating. It is. Yeah, it's which a is ridiculous. It's a streaming service. You can watch it whenever you want. Calm the fuck down. Jesus well, it's Christ. it's like food cheating. Like if if you have a restaurant, like a certain restaurant that you guys go to, and that's your, mm-hmm. place, you can't go there without the other person. That's right? bullshit. That's, That's bullshit. bullshit. I'll go bullshit. there with it. If I want a fucking taco from my favorite taco place, I don't give a fuck. I'm going. And then but, if she's like, she gets mad. I'm like, well, let's go back. Wow. Fuck exactly. it. I don't care. Fuck that. It's 25 years. Like she cares. Oh, she's probably, uh, she's probably like, oh, I'm glad you went. Cause I don't want to go with you anymore. Uh, wow. We, uh, we, we have, I think like two spots that are like that one's, uh, oh, hold on. I'm sorry about this. You guys, I had the fan flying here. Hold on a second. Oh, and my t- open. I, you just reminded me. I gotta take a piss the size of Maine. I'll be back. Oh, is that piss gonna taste like blueberries? What's gonna taste like blueberries? Uh, Isaiah's urine. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Has he been eating a lot of blueberries, or is that? No, he said what? he's got to take a piss the size of Maine, and I'm thinking, oh. well, they're number one export, or else it's gonna taste like fresh timber. I don't know, <laughs> or hippies. Or, you know, just picking up notes of lobster and meth. Right. Yeah, meth and uh, yeah, fried dough. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> it tastes like meth and outlet stores. Mm. It tastes like they haven't made it to the big time of New Hampshire yet. Mm. Tastes like your sister's vagina. And of course, <laughs> you know what that tastes like because you're her brother, right? <laughs> and she oh, looks that's exactly- bad. Maine incest joke. That nobody in, in Maine has incest. Oh okay? no, that's just no, why they talk on. like that. <laughs> incest is everywhere okay is it Uh, yes it is unfortunately oh i guess i'd isaiah just came through the uh the uh gateway to forever yes sorry i've I've been drinking whiskey all day have you all day yeah yeah good for you i i'm I'm just uh, i'm in a lot of pain and so i'm just self-medicating and why are you you in pain I pulled this muscle to, uh, well, I didn't pull it. Um, it's been stretched thin because of, alone. because of my fat, probably. Ooh, I don't know Jesus why. Jesus Christ. It's, it's, stretched, it's stretched thin around above my hip, right? So it's at the point where it could become a hernia. Ooh. Never in my life. All right. But I'm at that age. You're getting it's, older. It's, so, <laughs> it's, it's thin. And basically what it was holding in, like fat and internal organs, is pressing against it and creating this small souvenir Nerf football-sized bulge. Oh, what the fuck? It's on my side. And at first it didn't hurt. But now it's, from what my doctor explained, it's pinching nerves. Oh, dude. so I can feel the pain shooting down into my groin and then down to my back to the top of my ass crack. Oh my God. And, and let me that, tell you, the last time I felt that pain, I was having an awesome time. And this is not like that <laughs> at all. The last Josh, time you paid, you paid cash to feel that. Exactly. Right? I, I forget how much, but you know, with inflation now, it was probably at least $500 worth of fun. Since, and Josh, and I, since Josh and I met, we've had numerous conversations about back pain, have we not? Mm, we oh, have. dude. Well, I, you had I was, surgery. You had major was, back yeah. problems. When, when did I meet you, Josh? um 14 no yeah 2014 because it's because i can yeah i got so regardless i think it's, it's what, what fucking year is it now 20 whenever I, I had surgery four years ago but the fucking year and a half leading up to that that sciatic pain was the worst fucking thing i'd ever felt in my life and it started from the you just talked about the ass cheek shot all the way down my leg and it was it, fucking excruciating so it was it was nerve based or was it yep. was it vertebrae well at the bottom of my spot so that let's call it you know l6 and l7 one of the discs uh, sorry my... l just side note l7 great band from the 90s all right go ahead Isaiah. sorry man i enjoyed them I yeah they were probably great. played them on aaf back yeah the they were really <laughs> excellent band yeah all right sorry buddy. uh Eve six, not so much. L7, no, L7, definitely. yeah, L7 could definitely beat the shit out of E6. That's for sure, man. Hey, they're definitely. still talented. Yeah, yeah they're, they're there. They're cute. They're cute. They're on some fucking hits disc somewhere. Um, no, I, I remember that fucking pain was unbelievable. And I, I went to I went to numerous people. I remember Matt Hawkman was working with, um, you know, a fucking back surgeon out and like out by you in Worcester. And I had a client that was a dentist that knew somebody at Tufts and everybody was trying to get me in somewhere because they were just looking at me and it was fucking excruciating. I was trying everything. I was trying acupuncture, the car, uh, what do you call it? The chiropractor, but it wasn't mm-hmm. something that you could just, you know, move around. It was once I got to Dr. Rand at New England Baptist, the guy was like, here it is. Look at this MRI. This disc is deteriorated and it's squeezing the nerve. And that's the pain wow. that you're feeling down here. Right, okay. Now you don't have to get back surgery. 
but if these nerves die, we don't fix nerves. Nerves are dead. They're dead. So I'm, and I remember meeting Josh and Josh had all, he still does. We talk about all the time. He has fucking back spasms and it's just fucking, oh, that's you got all get- he does is eat whole pizzas and drink. <laughs> you know, so that's going to catch up with you. <laughs> and, and now picking a child up, that's not just getting right? smaller. She's getting yeah. bigger <laughs> and she's getting bigger and you're going to, you know, you hold her on the hip and you're going to get a, you're going to get spina bifida. Yeah. Parental, parental parental spina bifida from holding that child on your hip while you're trying to pay for something and getting the right side of the card and the chip now, and the machine. Do, do you get a spinal tap for spinal bifida? Um, I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor, Isaiah. Hey, you're fucking Jesus hucking Christ. the spinal bifida word around. Also, Whatever, spinal man. tap, another great band. I mean, that's true. Yeah, do? spinal tap, excellent band. Yeah, the, lot, then, yeah, yeah. A lot of bands named after backs. Yeah, right. Who knew yeah. fucking Lenny from Lenny and Squiggy and Laverne and Shirley would be right? the guy at Spinal Tap? Dude, um, better call Saul. Lenny, so for, uh, you know, um, not, is it, yeah, Lenny, Michael Lenny. McKeon. So good. Some of his finest work. Absolutely. Have you ca- are you caught up with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm drooling. I'm waiting for the new season. Oh, yeah. the second half of the last season or whatever they're calling it. He yeah. fucking was. He is incredible. What a fascinating character. I after after about ten minutes didn't even see Michael McKeon at all. Right. Certainly didn't see Lenny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That no. That yeah. was. Uh, they, so you've seen it all. I can't remember. There was and, and the guy was it Gillian Gilligan who wrote it so fucking good vince gilligan yeah 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 vince gilligan thank you there was there was a scene in one of the later episodes where the um the thing his brother used to wrap him up in came up again something happened to saul and remember they it was subtle but that's the kind of that's how good he is it's like that was fucking episodes of his brother wrapping himself up in fucking tinfoil because he thought he was in the tin in the foil blanket right but in one of the later episodes like where we're just getting to the end something happened like was there a fire or something where they because that i feel like that's something that, and, and, and lucas would know this as a paramedic you know you can wrap people up in things to stay warm you see people after they run marathons and they snuck that in there mm-hmm. and offered it to saul and saul was like yeah no i'm fucking good because yeah, his brother was wrapped. oh dude right. it was fucking yeah just one that's of those like moments a bad memory where, for him right but right. that's one of those shows it's like if you're not watching every fucking yeah, second you're gonna little, miss a little, little things yeah little things well i want to uh, take a moment to welcome uh phil esposito from the minnesota north stars <laughs> onto the program oh. phil you're a legend man we love you i thought you were dead but um uh that's my bad so thanks for coming on man what's it like being a hall of famer also that's uh, tony esposito who's dead not phil Oh, uh, it's Tony. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to wait. Uh, didn't Phil Esposito own the fucking lightning? How'd they do? Yes, he night? did. No, yeah. they, uh, <laughs> eat a dick. No. Eat a dick. Stanley Cup champions. He, eat a d- dick. Does he still own the lightning or did he sell them? No, no, no. no. Uh, they, he's just they, a broadcast. He's a broadcaster for him. That's about it. That's all he ever was. Fuck the lightning. <sighs> like him with the Bruins. Don't get me wrong. He Fuck was him with the lightning. He was a top shelf player man come on this, yep, he yep. this fucking this thing reeks man this is <laughs> this, this thing it smells so bad like well it's because yeah, you're it's cause cause you're, it looks like you're living in your office space so yeah you should get a washing <laughs> machine in there or a sink i know or something, I should do Lucas. something huh jesus christ know. if you I'm need gonna, a place uh, to crash you can come out here to worcester and sleep here we get a bed wow. for you really yeah man. no no yeah. no he's kidding he's kidding he's no airbnb absolutely if he's gonna can pay, i bring my friend you. chuck d you can bring chuck d but he's gonna sleep in the car 
All this talk about Chuck D. Can, can you can you not get him on the show? Tighten up. Let's go. I, I'm working on it, man. Believe me. Uh, everybody that might have had any uh, coincidental moments during that time at the craft tables, but uh, it's more or less like asking asking ad questions, odd questions to the. Uh, oh, who's coming in? Hey, what's up, baby? Is that your what's man? Going on. <laughs> That's uh, my office manager. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, don't, please don't. Write Excuse me up me. to HR. Make, make the check. Make the check out to Breaking the Ice podcast. Thought, He's late on his yes. fucking payments. A thousand dollars more. Can I ask no, no. you what? Can I ask you a question? What, what's your? What is your name? My name is Patricia Young. Come Patricia, on in, Patricia. Can I ask you a oh, question? I, I gotta do some work. I'm sorry. Is no, 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 no don't Lucas be sorry. Does. You're only improving the show. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question. Uh, is it, are you, do you approve of Lucas? You're the office manager. Do you approve yes. of Lucas living in the office? Um, when he needs to, yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, no, no. Getting done. Okay. He hasn't showered. Oh, yeah. He hasn't showered in days. So I, I went from, pay, well, I, uh, I went from like paper to cardboard, if that means anything. That means nothing. Can, can I'm not sure what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, me, Lucas. We didn't mean to interrupt no. your business time. No, no, no. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck, fuck him. Fuck him. You're fine. That's yeah. okay. Take take five. We'll just talk about porn in the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that Phil Esposito wow. channel on Pornhub is amazing. I mean, short guys with a little hump that used to play for the Bruins. That's hot. Chicks wearing the old school North Star jersey, and he's like got the you know he's got that you know forty seven uh, race. I'm sorry, Lightning hat on and. Sorry. Hello, oh, who? Hey, Lucas. How who? are you? Who? I've been good. Uh, is it, is no, it the really? Tampa Bay Rays? Isn't that who plays hockey down there? Yeah, they Tampa sell Bay. the medium shirts for uh, a little over a dollar at the dollar store. <laughs> oh, Gosh, I, saw, I saw your tweet like an or, hour ago. Actually, uh, Dave's top 10. Hey, do we, do we have these uh, extra small Colorado Avalanche and an extra small at the dollar That's store? right. Uh, it's, it's the uh, no. We're selling the real big ones this year, bitch. Oh, the, go Nordy. The, uh, hey, I saw that one time in a Run DMC video in the '80s. Boy, your comedy's <laughs> fucking really helping this show. I beat you too, Lucas. I, to, I, I call them. I call them a knockoff flavor flav. <laughs> listen, listen. I don't know if if this needs a racist cock, but I'm the white flavor flav. Back the fuck up. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> Okay, well, we get it. You're an avalanche right. fan. We get yeah. it. Hey, oh, fuck really? off. We just won the cup. Eat a dick. I've been drunk for three weeks. What are you doing? Fuck I mean, off. the knockoff flavor, Flav. He lives in Marblehead, and he's got a reality show. It's not. It's not the flavor of love. It's the privilege of love. Right. And That's we're back. <laughs> Who's the guy yeah. that does? What's the, what's the Charlie guy's name on the fishing guy? Charlie Moore. Char uh, Charlie Moore. Charlie Moore. That yeah. would be great. The the white flavor, Flav and Charlie Moore together. I'm going right. to text him right now to get him on the show. Of, right. Come on. Instead of public enemy, we could call it like, I don't know, public restroom. Public, <laughs> public assholes. Like public. <laughs> White guy privilege asshole show. Public drunk. Get that. Uh, dude, I've been drunk for two weeks during the Stanley Cup run. God so bless America. I, Isaiah, I you're, an, you're an assistant captain. That's good to see. This is Ray Bork's jersey, dude. <laughs> Oh, it should oh, have it? A Oh, I didn't see it, the 77. That's very nice. Instead of Hold an A, it should have a Ray B for Ray Borg. 
Rayborn? He is not yeah. a traitor. You're just trolling people, asshole. Yeah, shut Stop the fuck it. up, Josh. Eat, eat a Jesus, dick. I was all for it. Ray brought that cup back to Boston. I was like, good for good for Ray. To rub for it in her face. Yeah, good. Good. I'm glad he did. I it think it was more or less to rub it in the Jacobs' face than anything Thank else. Thank you. It's not <laughs> against the players. I love the players. I love the team. I'll never root no. against the black and gold. Jacobs can fuck right off. Yeah, Lucas. You know Lucas, as, yeah. A, as a hockey expert, let me ask you something about the Jacobs family. Your Tons. opinion on the decision to fire Cassidy instead of Sweeney? Well, here's that's a that's a really good question. Um, so a lot of stuff on anything on how it coincides in any professional sport is based on how your team is doing. Is this going to take long? What? Is this going to take? Are you fucking long? kidding me? Sometimes this goes for ninety minutes. You're concerned about time. I just want to make sure because he's long-winded. Go ahead. No. He's- <laughs> No, <laughs> we're finally love- talking about hockey on the breaking the so, ice podcast let them talk about you. hockey for fuck's sake so like you know what what the what the comfort that uh you know don sweeney had with bruce cassidy as a coach uh it was very easy to say that don sweeney's job was safe because the team was winning right yeah they made the playoffs every year. this year um a lot of stuff that happens a lot of moving parts a lot of things i mean honestly a big thing too is that everything happens from the top down. Now, do you really think that certain decisions are made by Don Sweeney? Maybe. I don't know. Do you think that certain decisions could be made above Don Sweeney that would keep certain things in the realm of, wow, let's just see what all the other teams in the last 10 years that have done won the Stanley Cup, what have they done different? Yep. Are you telling me that the Supreme Court made a partisan decision <laughs> and told the Jacobs family to fire Bruce Cassidy? Well, is that what? <laughs> that, 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 that would have made about as much sense as their decision last fucking week. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Ooh. That's well, Isaiah see, Moskowitz, everybody. You know, Excellent. The, the, crazy, the crazy part about it is um, Mike, uh, Mike Commodore had a very interesting um with the uh, Mike Commodore had a very interesting uh, interview on the uh, Brick and Cam show uh, many years ago. And it was about the time that he won a cup with Carolina and how quick they were uh, to adjust to all the new rules and how quick they were able to, to get where they are now with everything. And as funny as this might, might sound, it's just like the Bruins just, I think as an organization without their coaching and without their general manager haven't crossed that plateau yet. And all of it starts with the Jacobs's family. It always goes back to them. What, what's that? It always goes back to them. So of course, because they're the owners, but it's how they dictate what they want to know and what they, how they want to perform. All right. The fucking cramming seats, went up everybody's ass at the fucking team. Oh, my God, right? Uh, all right, but they're honestly more concerned, obviously, about building the real estate around the fucking team. Yeah. And fucking Delaware North. Delaware yeah, North always been controls concerned. all the concessions. Yeah, Dude. they've always been more focused on other things, other revenue streams right. than actually winning. Dude, pri- I, prior to the prior to the whole Bork thing going down, and I get that he wanted to, they probably had a meeting, but as a, as a Bruins fan for 20 years, 52 years old now, 
we can go through the litany of fucked up shit that went on between how they treated Moog for being part of the, you know, the union. And then when he would speak up, shit was weird when they didn't, hi- you know, when they didn't sign a fucking local kid, Keith Kachuk for, lo- for the love of God, because let's go through this shit. And one annoying thing after the next, and it never looked like from a fan like all standpoint. All through the 2000s too. It's like you had Joe <laughs> Thornton and Sergey Samsonov and like right. that, that team should have won a cup Correct. and Correct. they just well, refused to pay anybody. So all, that, that was the piece. We all look at that, right? But um, just just a quick side note. What did I tell you, Isaiah, about about uh, your goalie, Darcy Kemper? Kemper. Oh no, you 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 thought he was legit. I thought he was legit, and I'm like, watch him get hot at the right time, well, dude. And, and I'll tell you what. It, and 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 Joe. One of the best things last night watching Joe Sackett grab the cup again. That fucking that yeah. was like okay because the last time that happened, but, he took it, gave it to Ray. You were no, you yeah. were spot on. You got it. That was amazing. Your, the Colorado Avalanche defensively shut teams down. Dude, and when and when they picked up Taze from the Islanders, my buddy who's an Islanders fan is like, yeah. what the fuck did we just do? I'm like, yeah. welcome. Now you get to play so, with Kale McCarr. Are you fucking kidding? So here, here's the logistics of, you know, we're talking about Delaware North companies. We're talking about yep. certain players, you know. Real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Other things except the team. Right. Yeah. I'm right. going to tell That's you right now. That's what pissed me off. For certain players on that team that consisted of Andrew Ference, Mark Recchi, yep. Chara, Bergeron, and Sean yep. Gordon, you don't have those guys right there that knew they had the right pieces in play to basically form that group inside that locker room with Claude because they were the closest to Claude than anybody else was in the entire organization. And then I think, and then Recky, as good as he is, and as much as he speaks his mind, basically told everybody because they had a they had a really awful month right before uh, Mark um, st- before Savvy Savard got that concussion and was right. There was some right. other shit that was going on with that that you know uh, that was probably going to give his give him his outright release because Hort- Nathan Horton wasn't having his best uh, season so far. Nathan Horton had one assist in, I think, 25 games after he was smoking it earlier in the season. And then Recky gets every the key guys together, gets everybody together. And at the end of a loss, Recky stood up in the locker room um, without Claude there. And Cam, you know, never mind. Cam's banging on the door. And Recky's like, I'm going to finish fucking talking here because we have the right people in place. Yep. I'll tell you what, they had every single right player in place. They had the right goalie. They had the, the defense that shut everybody down. And then everybody else went and did their job when it came to putting the puck in the net. All right, it was a little shaky against Vancouver. But it took that stand for Mark Recchi to be like, hey, look, this is what we're doing here. So fuck off everybody else. And it takes that type of person to put business aside and win for the team and the individuals. Well, I don't think that's going to change the, you know, who's going to be that person to tell them to fuck off now. Right. Like well, seriously. And, and you shouldn't, and you, should you really have to tell the owner to fuck off? No, I no. honestly think that John Cooper did the same thing. John Cooper, Stam coast. And uh, a lot of, a lot of key individuals for that locker room, all uh, like communicatively, like opened up, about what they wanted to do and what they had. And they, yep. they excluded a, so the ownership can get in in a lot of odd ways on how a professional teams obviously run. Right. 
comes from the top down. Well, and we don't see it. We don't see it every day. We just, as, as, as fans, we're just, okay, this is, you know, kind of happening, but you get frustrated as fuck. I can well, go you back. See it, you see it. If you look back, you look back at the history of the decision-making. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and if you're when was a the strike fan, yeah. Strike was in what? 94. Wow. Which one? Baseball it, or hockey? N- no, hockey. Baseball was 94. Baseball was 94. And it was one of the best Stanley cup finals to ever, uh, be played in seven games calgary versus tampa bay right i feel like four i feel like coming out of that and correct me if i'm wrong i feel like coming out of that the now i'd I'd been a few years removed from the bruins because when bork left in 2000 that's where i went but obviously i live here i'm not going to fucking not pay attention to the bruins i feel like i feel like they came out of that strike with all kinds of room under the cap and didn't fucking do anything with it. Am I wrong oh, with that absolutely. one? Absolutely. They well, let it was everybody a, it was a walk. It, well, okay. just to clarify, fuck, it was a lockout. Okay. It was a well, lockout. But you still have money in the bank on the back side of the lockout, no? No. Yeah, because you were, there, there, they were letting people like Mike Knubel and Brian Ralston and all those guys walk, and then they came back with a bunch of, like, you know, people that worked the concession stands. Ugh. Yeah. Fucking pisses hey, me off. Some of those people out. do good work. They All do right. at the concession <laughs> you know, We don't need you. Young those line. people give me a little extra, you know, <laughs> pepper and onion. You know, they don't just the concession stand. Right? You're, 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 you're not you're not throwing yourself in front of a 95 mile an hour slap shot. Up no, but you are giving me a couple extra chicken fingers, and I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. There, there is no All way right. that's ha- maybe at the DCU center, but there is no way that's happening at the Garden. They are they uh, are under a close eye on how many you are paying for away. every cheese, and I wonder who's keeping pepper on that thing. I wonder who's <laughs> keeping an eye on that. Same culprit. Yeah. So, dude. I, like, Remember when Jay Miller, any, anyone remember when Jay Miller had a, uh, he had a sausage stand outside of the garden? No. He had a sausage stand? I did not know that. Yes. Really? Uh, I was with. <laughs> Holy shit. I was, I remember, uh, I remember being, going to the game with my brother and uh, he was really good friends with Mike Motto. And uh, we ended up like getting tickets through Mike Motto because uh, Mike Motto had just gotten drafted. So I remember like kind of being walking down, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Friend street. Uh, and Jay Miller's there and, and, and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Hey, it's Jay Miller. Like you're selling sausages. I I'm like, this guy's selling sausages. And my brother's like, Oh man. Hey, uh, my brother and I used to watch you all the time. We, we appreciate you and Bruce Shoebottom and all those guys. He goes, Oh, you know, Hey man, thanks. He's around me. Like a guy before us got a sausage and he wrapped it all up and everything. And so this guy opens it up and he goes, excuse me, sir. Like interrupting our conversation. Like who the fuck is this guy? Right. Wow. Having no idea who Jay Miller was goes, excuse me, sir. I wanted, um, the sausage plane. Jay goes, Oh, let me take care of that. Puts it up and wipes the peppers and onions off the sausage and gives it back to him. <laughs> and you That's can do awesome. that when you fought Bob Probert multiple right, times. Exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. See, I thought, I thought you were going to say like he took his face, grabbed his hair, and pushed his face onto the grill. <laughs> Better and self injury. Oh, That's I'm sorry, awesome. Bob, Here you go. Here you go, man. I like that I, scoop. Fuck the, off. The only oh, time I've geez. talked to Jay Miller was when I was at the. Uh, I used to. I lived in Falmouth for a brief brief time, 
And we used to go to, uh, what was it? The Parrot, I think, in Falmouth and yeah. Katomet, right? And, um, and that was his bar. He owned that place. And he'd yeah. come out and do the, you know, he'd do the meet and greet thing. He'd walk around to the table, say, how you doing? How's everybody doing? What's amazing <laughs> is he had the same ass as LB. Yes, I was looking at Jay Miller's ass. But it's like, it's like that one, that it, it was still like, it still stuck straight out and you could put a beer on it, you know? And yeah. like he came over and I said, hey, uh, I work with your buddy LB. He goes, how's that bastard doing? I mean, he was just like, he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And the parrot was a great place to hang out, except it was. they had a swear jar. Oh, oh. I would so fail would get, in there. It would get to be near closing time. And I'd be like, give me another fucking round over here. And they'd be like, and then, and then I'd get in a fight because I didn't want to put money in the swear jar because I'd start yelling freedom of speech. You know, Shocking. But, <laughs> but yeah, Jay was always super nice super nice to me and my wife it was, you it was ever, a good guy. Uh, do you ever hear about the story when he was uh him it's him lb they're playing in philadelphia at the old spectrum and uh jay was never known for his scoring ability and, uh, <laughs> jay, jay miller scores of course not goals. jay miller scores two goals in the second period and they're going into the second intermission and all of a sudden out of nowhere uh lb's like well i hear in the background hey guys feed me i'm hot <laughs> wait lb said great. that and, and lb turns around and oh, okay jaybo <laughs> he goes yeah. are you open <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know you get those stories like as cool as they are right and uh, I totally missed my plane one time when they had like plane tickets and I don't know where my ticket went. Fucking. And I ended up like, <laughs> it was a bad mistake. Like I ended up with the, maybe with the, with the person that I met. Maybe. Uh, what do you mean? Maybe you were banging somebody in the locker room. This sounds like an LB story. I missed wait, my that you met where? Met where? At the, at the uh, terminal? I was in Chicago and strip club. Rockford and. I remember getting stuck out there and I ended up like missing my flight because all that they had given us at the time were paper tickets. Right. And, uh, what are I those? totally missed it. Like they threw what it. Are those? I didn't have any money. So I move in with this girl. Oh my God. Okay. So, so you and miss your flight and you just decide company. to move in with someone in Chicago. Well, you I really gave now. up, didn't you? You were like, I'm I, never flying again. I'm just going to make I Chicago had my home. To go. No I was cubbies, like, I, right? I had no like, I was like Chris it. Farley. I was Chris Farley in Wayne's World too when he's getting yelled at. And he goes, I got no place to go like that. I'm going to go pick you up. Were, you were doing I was, fine. I, I was Chris Farley and I was looking for Wayne stock, man. Jesus. Oh so you just God. move in with this person you meet did you meet him at the airport no i i, I met him after the well i met him like during the game I you met, met him yeah i i met her during the game no no oh, you okay. said him if you want to tell no, us did, something we'll still love if you want to if game. you you can tell us did you move in with chris chelios you did no no, no. Listen, Chris Chelios and Mark Messier look good on the ESPN broadcast. They look good. Hi, listen, listen, if you bang Chris Chelios, it's okay. Yeah, that's cool yeah. with me, man. I what mean, whatever you want to do. I would think he's a beautiful if you, man. If you hit Messier and Chelios and Joe Sackick at the I'd same hit, time, I mean, in one night, 
Joe Sackick right? aged a little bit. Mark Messier well, is looks sixty his whole life. If you did this that, is, this, while is, this is what skates, this is what this is what Joe's doing okay, right now. Enough. Stop. Hey, fuck stop? you. I'm going, hey, Lucas, okay. I'm going to Denver. You want to come with me? I'm leaving Wednesday morning. I'm going, I'm flying out there for the parade. Good. I hope your lungs are built up to speed. <laughs> they are. I was out there last Saturday for game two. So tighten up. There's nothing yes. more manly than saying I'm going to a parade by myself. <laughs> I got to go out there. Nobody here cares about the Avalanche. I'm going with my brethren. I'm ready. Oh, I'm no, fucking ready. Has, um, so anybody... <laughs> So I, I, another another huge reason why Bruce went out to uh, Bruce went out to Vegas for Josh and I, knowing the individual was for Tosi. I was just gonna say Eric Tosi. Yeah. <laughs> so they, you know, they they were. Uh, Wait, Cassidy ended up with Vegas. Yeah, he went to the. Yeah, that's like it, the, it was like two days later. I think. Yeah. After okay. he got let missed- go. Yeah. I've been so dialed in with the Celtics playoffs and the Avalanche. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it didn't take long. And I didn't think it would take long. He, he's so a, he's, he's a good coach. He's the head coach in Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they got and a good he, fucking team. So I yeah. go, oh, yeah, Barry Trotz is coming here and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Barry Trotz is not going to want to coach ever again. Ever again, right? Yeah. I think he's all <laughs> like truthful. No, like, honestly, like, no, he's done the longest it. tenured coach in the NHL up until probably like five years ago. Right. And then, uh, you know, we uh, built up Nashville's system to where it was and where it is now. Uh, did great with Washington. Literally manhandled every single team to win a cup with them. And then um, went over to the Islanders where basically they had, the you know, basically everybody over there yep. was uh, never expecting New York to do as good as they did. And they were the, one of the best teams in the NHL. You know who I'm impressed with as a coach? We just played him, but the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning is fucking solid. Cooper, John. That fucking guy. And again, only just watching. And again, I, you know, I'm biased. Love the guy who's coaching our team, but like just handle yourself like a fucking professional. The guy, I mean, obviously he had one whiny moment after one game, but the way, but like when he came out last night, because I sat up till 3 30 in the morning, shocking watching the NHL network. When he came out to do his press conference, he brought his entire fucking coaching staff with him. He lined them all up behind him and said, let's talk about this. Let's go. There's no script here. Ask me questions. Just class act. And every single man that was standing right there, like, obviously they're fucking good because look what they did for two fucking years. Right. And, and, and uh, it helps that he looks exactly like Michael Keaton. Maybe, maybe <laughs> in Mr. In Mr. Mom or Batman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or, or Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, I, I love shit. Like 20, that. We, we 21, whatever it takes. <laughs> well, you, well, you go, you go back, you go back to what we're talking about with the Bruins. It's like, you know, but, I, I I'm I'm the opposite team and I'm watching, but I'm right. watching because I'm like, you know what? Class act. I watched how right. we talked. I watched how they do. It probably annoys the shit out of him when the announcers like chat with them between fucking periods, but he was gracious. He was having fucking fun. And it, it, it reminded me of Pete Carroll didn't do well, obviously with us here in, in new England, but what he did with uh, USC and what he did with Seattle. I mean, a coach that can just, and you played in the sport, like, how important is that fucking coach figure for you as a player like to, to fire you up? You want to play for a guy that's going to do the same thing for you. Yeah. Because at the same time, um, there was a, there's a point in time in the Bruins where uh, they were going into the bubble and there was a lot of negativity surrounding the Bruins when um, Tuka Rask on a Zoom call 
or a Zoom interview was wearing a Boston police hat during all that stuff. And literally, like, uh, you know, the coat, uh, like Bruce was standing up for him. Everybody was standing up for Tuca and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it made things easier for Tuca when yeah. it came to that. But when it came to the other the team standing up for Tuca, they just weren't there. Uh, but a guy like John Cooper would, ne- uh, even if Tuca did wear a hat like that, a Boston police hat, um, wouldn't have phased him at all. He would have sidebarred everybody else and told him to shut the fuck up. Yep. This is what was going to happen. And it takes, it takes a man to do that. Right. It doesn't take a puppet. It takes right. a man. That's what impressed me about him because as I watched this yeah. stuff, we all watch hockey a lot. And, and to see the way he commanded each interview, right. the thing, obviously, and you watch the NHL network, you're going to get every possible thing everywhere on every level. It's just, I love watching. I know Josh loves that shit. Mike loves hockey. Just watching that depth of like, okay, wow. Like, where did this guy come from? He accidentally got into coaching when he was, he was, he's a lawyer. Right. And I think he was uh, coaching. Isn't that yeah, now? Kind of sort he, of? Had, he played like he was lacrosse. He was involved with lacrosse too. He was right. Well, the story they were telling was, anyway was that he. At a professional level. Right. But he, he was asked to be like the coach of some like adult hockey league. Next thing you know, boom, off you go. Yeah. I mean, Bed- Bednar fucking only got in. Yes. He won the Calder, but Patrick or quit at the beginning of that season. Well, our, and all of a sudden, boom, here the they are in is, the finals. Here's the crazy part about like where hockey is and how it's developed right now. Um, and the logistics behind it now is that the speed of it is incredibly fast. Oh, brutal. Right? The skill level, the skill level for that speed is incredibly talented. Yep. And to be where that is now, you need to have somebody that is up to speed on every single facet of where that puck could be on the ice, how you create your players and where your players are going to adapt the quickest. Uh, We were starting to see that with Cassidy when every single line was working well, but all those guys were also playing for, for the coach. It didn't really seem like many people wanted to play, play for the team. But the reason why people made him made, you know, as a whole made it believe that it was the team was because Bergie and mm. he was the voice of that whole thing. You yep. need that guy to drive the spirit of who we're playing for and what we're playing for. And we had that with Recky, Chara, Bergie, Doherty, and Ference. Everybody else knew if they fucked up, man, they were going to get either a beat down or be like, well, well, who, who's that voice now for the Bruins? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's just like, well, if you speak up, somebody's going to fucking beat on you and stuff, you know, get like socially beat up. Like what the fuck does that mean? Nothing. Where, where Bednar got to see everything develop from an ECHL level to an AHL level now he's got all the, the, the two most important tools to see where that develops. And now he knows how to build a team. He knows how to coach that team. And those guys right there with the veteran leadership they had, holy shit. You got uh, a disaster to play against. I, I was I, just I, fucking crushed it, man. Well, listen, listen, we were up against a fucking serious team that has unbelievable Stanley Cup final pedigree. There were yeah. two players on that fucking team. Um, Barakovsky, who didn't play in the last few games, and Helm, who had been with Detroit. Outside of that, 
these fuckers had never seen a finals. That's why the first, the first game, they were just like, they probably, and they admittedly were like, when it was three to one, they were like, uh, like, how do you not freeze? The fucking cup is in the building. Every time I yeah. see the cup, I fucking pee myself and I don't even play the game. They were so excited. They dropped it. That's right. <laughs> that's and the that's, best but, video. But seriously, that's not the worst thing that's happened. No. That cup. Let's oh, be real. No. Yeah. Michael Ryder. <laughs> Michael Ryder put a good dent in the tip of the cup. Oh. It fell off a table with him. I laughed so hard when I saw that because that uh, 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 Johnson was getting interviewed and he was late. He was the last guy to screwed in, but was it Kubar or something? He, 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 dude, he fucking came. Oops. Bam. Right into the pile. I'm like, well, I guess yeah. that's not the worst thing that's going to happen. That was laid it off. Like he meant to do that. He just put his hand in the air. Like, yeah, yeah I made I didn't it. give a shit. Jesus. No. The, the cup should have dents in it for fuck's you know, sake. Oh, you know? it, oh, it does. Oh, it does. What was that story LB told? Was it, one of the Hull guys, Brett, or one of who's who's his brother? Brett Hull uh, and um, Brett one Hull. of those guys that that got the cup, and then LB was at his house partying, and LB got up in the morning and walked out and saw the cup at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> oh, that was the uh, that was I think Dallas was, Stars. Yeah. Was yeah. that the Dallas Stars? Dallas okay. Stars got stuck at the bottom of the pool. Right. <laughs> I thought that was uh, the the Penguins. I thought that was like Yagers. That might, I think everybody's adopted that. Like, it's probably not the first time either. So, you know, I'm just, (laughs) it's been around a lot of been through worse. I saw a video last night. Obviously, the Avalanche were in Tampa and they, and they fucking, you know, they were out doing whatever. And there was, I think it was, uh, uh, what do you call it? Fucking spitting chicklets or somebody had a video of them getting back to their hotel at like three in the morning. And, you know, and they're in their suits because they went out to some fucking swanky thing. And fucking Landis Gog is just walking through the fucking lobby of the hotel. That's what I'm looking for when I go to Denver Wednesday and Thursday, sir. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so collectively speaking, when we're talking about like parades and we're talking about sports just in general, I think collectively like a pretty good question to ask each one of you guys. Uh, basically, and, and uh, Isaiah, like, so we got uh, we got four of us here. Yep. I'll start with hockey. You know, you know what? No, I'm not going to start with hockey. I'm going to start with your subject. will be baseball. Got it. I and I like, and we'll have every major sport here that we all like pay attention to. And I ask you just in a consensus, like if you're a baseball fan, where do you stand right now watching what, well, no matter who your team is or just a sport, where do you see your sport trending right now? And where's your interest level? And baseball's mine. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you right yeah. now. As a baseball- Mike Shue, Mike Shue. This is actually a, better for you. Yeah, as a fan of, as a fan of the he game. He jumped the line. All right, I as had a to. fan of the game, all right? Yeah. I don't see it trending very well at all because baseball moves too slow for America. America's former sport is now too slow for this country because people – I just read recently there's a study after 17 seconds, people start freaking out if their fucking website doesn't come up. Okay. <laughs> so I blame a lot of things. There's a lot of things that, that, uh, social cre- media. Well, no, there's a lot of things that created this impatience in America. Most of it digital, like social media, like just improved technology and computers, video games, things like that. People, don't 
want to watch baseball because they don't like the pace of it. They'll go to the game, but they won't watch the game, at least here in Boston or Worcester. What they'll do is they'll go, they'll hang out, they'll take a selfie going, hey, at the Woo Sox, y'all, and then they'll post it and they'll they'll try to be cool about it. But nobody, like I, there's a few, a couple weeks ago, I went to the Woo Sox because Brian Bello was pitching. He is going to be, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a motherfucker. All right. Yes. I wanted to go to see him specifically. So I sat in fucking Larry Lacino seats because he wasn't there that night. <laughs> it was like, it's like upper deck right behind the plate. This guy's amazing. And I'm watching him and I'm like, got my chin on the fucking rail. I'm like looking at him. I'm trying to use my camera to get a closer look at him and shit. The guy's fucking amazing. I look around. Nobody's paying attention to the fucking game. Right. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, and I think it's because Ooh. of the pace. And I understand that you got football, you know, you got, you got basketball, hockey. hockey, all those sports are much faster and have a lot of lot of star quality to them and a, a, a lot more drama that happens faster. And Even people want that now. So, so my well, yeah, yeah, right. Football may seem slow, but let me get let me well, hold on a second, Luke. Let me let me put it into perspective. So yeah, you're buying something on Amazon, right? Right. And you say, Oh, I need uh, these paper towels or whatever the fuck you're buying. And you yeah. click, yeah, buy. And then it's like, they'll be there tomorrow at noon. And you're like, fuck, really? I got to wait 12 fucking hours for my fucking paper towels. That's bullshit, man. Instant gratification is what we expect. Bullshit, you know? And it's like, holy shit, dude, they're delivering it to your fucking house. So that's America right now. And baseball with the way it should be played, not with a fucking clock counting down a pitch clock or anything like that the way it should be played is not conducive. Like it's not entertaining. I should say not conducive, but not entertaining to America because it's not fucking happening fast enough. And that's the exact reason why I watch baseball because it relaxes me. Now, would would you be in favor of them do Cause I feel like they're always trying to change hockey to bring in new fans and they've never really changed baseball. I mean, they still dress like it's the 1800s. Um, but like, would you, would you ever be in favor of them doing something like a baseball version of a shootout, like a, a home run derby? They do that actually in oh, the uh, futures Extra league innings. here in Worcester with the Worcester Bravehearts, which is oh. very, it's, we could compare it. It's the same thing as the Cape league. All right. So you got oh, okay. college age kids who are fucking playing their asses off trying to make it. And so we got one of those teams here in Worcester. And so, uh, there are games where they're going to decide it by, by a home run derby basically yeah so wow. that's but that's only the futures league as so at the my, pro level no fuck that play your nine innings and get it done within the parameters make it happen i have the patience to watch it because i smoke a ton of weed you know but <laughs> so you know everybody else doesn't want to watch that they want to watch the fucking nine minutes worth of highlights on google the next day or something like that so mike if you would think about it this way logically is there any way you can compare modern day baseball to where modern day rate am fm radio is trending no same thing no yeah well no no absolutely not as i can totally compare it yeah absolutely no no, it's it's the same problem right same problem problem. so it's like people aren't getting what they want fast enough that's what i meant and so am and terrestrial we'll call it terrestrial radio because that's that's the term for radio that still uses a transmitter and a tower so um, we and that's the free, whole aspect. by the way. 
Right. What's so that? it's like, you're not, you're, no, I'm just saying that's, that's terrestrial radio. It's AM FM yeah. and it's a tower and it's free. You're feeding you're it off the it. tower to your car, to right. an actual radio, like right. no streaming, the no air, bullshit. Old and the airwaves are the controlled air. by a federal agency because they are technically the public's airwaves. So yeah, absolutely, Lucas. You can totally compare that to baseball. People aren't getting what they want fast enough. They're not hearing the songs they want right now. They got to sit through commercials. And when that stupid ass DJ gets on and starts talking about the way the best fried chicken is, oh, the worst. Uh, they're just like, okay, fuck this. I'm gonna go to fucking Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Nailed whatever it. to get what they want right now. I made a playlist where there's no DJs talking and there's no commercials. Why would I want to listen to terrestrial well, radio? The, the, Lucas, the erosion of that started a long time ago. It wasn't like that was now, but what we're dealing with now. And yeah. we look at, you know, again, these last few years have been very telling for a lot of things, how yeah. we view sports, how we listen to our entertainment, you know, yeah. Netflix over the past few years was killing it in the stock market. Look at them now they're down 69% because people want to go the fuck back outside. Now there's always going to be this cyclical thing. And I think as Mike describes very clearly about baseball, Baseball is America's pastime. We shouldn't go fucking with it because some impatient little bitch can't right. fucking, you know, like don't fuck with the game because right. you're too impatient. That That's not my fucking problem. That's no. how the game is played. Now, now, and Mike will say this, I know this, money and dollars run the whole fucking thing, right? So yeah, if, they're not, if they're not watching and Geico ain't spending and they're over here in the NHL, it's going to change. Terrestrial right. radio, as Mike called it, because that's what it is. You've got other options now with podcasts. I mean, Joe Rogan's podcast is bigger than fucking any radio station. And he just sits there and talks to his buddies. It's fucking crazy. I don't know how they monetize it, but I'm sure they do, you know, but it's just, everything's going to, I think though, everything has its cycle of hockey from when you played from when Bobby Orr played Ray Bork played to McKinnon now and these young kids playing it's totally changed. And the speed is no question. It, well, it's the twelve. It's a twelve-month a year site. It's a twelve-month for twelve months of the year now. Right. It's never as long and, and, as that. And baseball should be watched because to, to kind of tack on to what Mike was saying, I enjoy yeah. the game of baseball. I am a fan. I love hockey. Don't right. get me wrong, but dude, there's nothing better than on a certain day to either go to a game or just turn on Nesson, and mm -hmm. there it is. Well, that's it's the crazy like, part about that is that you're we're all talking about baseball and radio trending in that direction. And you look at those, those radio stations, lose those listeners due to like Spotify, Pandora, um, Sirius satellite radios, podcasts. Of, well, can of, I say one thing before you go on radio yeah. stations haven't helped themselves in okay. killing the content. Okay. See? And, and Mike will attest to this. And Josh has been in the business for 10 years. He can tell you yeah. that look, when I started in fucking 90, for Christ's sake, everything and mike and i are the same age everything was live sorry live <laughs> local it, like like right now it's a little bit muggy and overcast where i, I am it. i should be able to articulate that to the person listening to my show right i should yeah. if i'm doing a show and i'm here it feels a little bit muggy in xyz town or where this there's a little overcast and oh hey today i saw the masters or i watched it that shit's gone it's gone outside of shit. Right. Mike still has a blessing to do a live morning show. Yeah. But once you get to 10 o'clock in the morning, whoever the fuck is in charge across all platforms has said, eh, pre-recorded. Well, so you don't think I don't give a, f so that, yeah. that, that has hurt itself as a business. Right. And then you go and say, 
well, geez, I wonder why people aren't paying attention. I wonder why Major League Baseball stadiums are drawing record low crowds because they're not helping themselves. By you might have to try a little something different. Maybe don't well, change exactly. the game. Because their, their promotion is, you know, lacking. So right. they're promoting it. It's, but they, they're promoting something America just doesn't find as entertaining as they used to. It right. used to be you had a, every single town no matter how fucking small. And I can attest to this because my grandparents lived in this town called Altman, Pennsylvania. All right. Population at the time I would go down there and spend summers in like the seventies and eighties, maybe 900 people. It was a town. Oh, built by, wow. It was a town built by a coal mining company. They used to have the company store. There was a mine nearby. Everybody worked there. And when that was mine dropped, Shandor, huh? <laughs> Evo Shandor. From What's Evo? Chris? What's that? What is that? That was the guy that built Dana Barrett's apartment in uh, the new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. Oh, no, 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 no. Indoor mining. <laughs> nice <laughs> reference. Right. Yeah, good wow. reference, man. He wow. fucking baffled me pull. on that one. But good it's like, pull, so, so like, you know, every single town, that town had a baseball team. Yeah. 900 yeah. people in the town. They had a baseball field. Okay, they had a there was there, the post office was in somebody's house. Okay, <laughs> it was in somebody's house. You had to go to their house and walk, open the screen door and walk into their house and then take a left. And their little like side thing they built was the fucking post office. Okay? Ch change this the laundry, change the laundry for me and then right, drop yeah. off your package. <laughs> it's like everybody knew everybody and everybody took care of everybody's kids. That's cool. And, but they had a fire hall a volunteer fire department and they had bingo every Thursday night. Okay. At the fire hall. And that was like a multifunction place, but they had a baseball field that they kept immaculate wow. at baseball field. It had some grandstands that could maybe seat. I don't know. 12. Uh, yeah. A little more. Uh, yeah. Right. A little more, <laughs> probably like, probably like 20, maybe, you know, but it was like, they kept that up because that team was a source of pride and people yeah. loved baseball. They would go to other, these other little tiny towns in, in Western Pennsylvania and play. And so that was America's sport. And that was when there was only six TV channels, a couple of UHF channels. There was no fucking smartphones or anything like that. Right. But now you gotta have it now. It's like, oh. did you see stranger things? Oh no, I didn't see stranger things. Hold on a second. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like right there. You know, you, you need it right fucking now, right? Baseball is not that sport. Baseball right. is about strategy, just like any other sport, strategy wow. and, you know, subtlety and nuance and finesse, and but it's at a much slower pace. Right. You're going to get this one in a second, Mike. But I'm going to ask Josh. Josh, do you remember when the Red Sox and Yankees heated the rivalry was when we they had traded and got Alex Rodriguez. Do you remember that? Yes. How can you define putting that in a in the words of like this is Yankees Red Sox at its highest platform? Like how do you how do you see that then as it would be now? Would it be as hot as it is now? What I year was that? I don't I don't think it would because 2003, 2004. Yep. Because the Red Sox have won a bunch since then. Back then, well, let's, just say they, let's just say they didn't. I think it would be just as contentious now as it was back then. 
I remember right. that clearly. People were I like, think that, you, I think there, that was, there were that group is, of people that was yeah. like, you're going to bring that fucking asshole to our team? Fuck that guy. And then there was other people, and I was included in that. This guy's fucking phenomenal. We want him on our team. Right. And they didn't get him, and they got rid of Nomar, and then yeah. things just started going uphill from there. Also, think, also, when that ha- happened, it's a little fuzzy for me because I was in third grade, but, you know. I was going to say, hey, Lucas, you got to realize he's 30. So when you're I know, asking- that's why. Well, that's why it just it helps us understand where he's looking at things as they were supposed to be at his. Well, well no, go, then, then go to the years when he is certainly dialed in enough with Bruins and Red Sox, certainly right. Bruins. See, we're, that's we're, the you, thing, Josh. So when were you born, Josh? 91. Yesterday. Okay, so you are born in 91. So by you were nine in 2000, right? Yes. You turned 10 in 2001. So you never really, did you ever pay attention to the Steve Grogan years at no. Schaefer Stadium. <laughs> no, I have seen a whole no. generation that did you grew know up. there was? Did you know there was no. a Schaefer Stadium? <laughs> did you yes. when the Patriots were consistently last place? Awful. Hey, hey, hey don't forget about terrible. Tommy Hodson. Right? You know, it was like there's, there's a whole generation, right? There's a whole generation that grew up with awful. knowing nothing but the Patriots being championship level teams. Well, no, I think I think I'm maybe the last generation when the team started winning. I was still old enough where it was like I knew that like oh well Boston teams don't win they just break your heart like I I remember because you because you were really a Bruins right. fan they blew. Yeah. yeah, but still it was like I I, <laughs> I was old enough to be like oh right. my god the Patriots won like I remember them winning and being like. Team How old were you in 2001? What's that? How old were you in 2001? You were 11, Ten. right? 10. All right. So you didn't really give a shit. <clears throat> but that was, that was, uh, dude, okay. I, I, they sucked. They sucked so bad. I right? started watching the Giants on WPIX. Jim, Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett. Poor awesome. guy. He was a, but he was a, he was actually a good quarterback, right? He dude. just didn't, he was just put into a terrible situation. Do you remember, do you remember PIX being able to pick up PIX out of New York? At Albany, that's where I. Uh, yeah, I it, it no, was no, at t- no, TV station, TV station. Yeah, because yeah, because the, the, the Patriots were so fucking bad. Now, my parents were originally from New York. They weren't sports people. They were doing their thing, but I would, and I would turn on these fucking you know the Giants games, and all of a sudden there's Bill Parcells. You had fucking Phil Sims. You had Dave Maggot. Mark Bavaro mm. went to my high school in fucking Bavaro. Danvers. Mark Bavaro. He was like, he was yeah, Lawrence man. fucking Taylor. And I'm watching these games. And again, kind of like an avalanche thing. Nobody's really making noise. I hated the Yankees and all this stuff. And I never minded the Giants. And I was like, okay, these guys are in bed. It wasn't openly rooting you know for who won the, of- You know who won the MVP that year for that uh, Super Bowl team, right? 91? Who? Otis Anderson. Ooh. See, you're kidding now, see, I'm like, who the fuck is Otis Anderson? Well, the thing, well, the thing was, I was paying attention. Sounds like to a blues it. guy. He's <laughs> the lead singer of the Temptations. Like Otis right? Anderson's greatest hits. It's just I had no, I had you know? no issue with the Giants. Bubble was a rolling stone, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no, I had no idea who that, that is. Yeah. I had no um, issue with so- with the Giants, right? Until, well, let's have the meeting. We were undefeated. And the thing, and the yes. thing, and then we, we lose two Super Bowls in the Giants. I quickly went, you know what? Fuck you. You're with the rest of the New York teams, douchebags. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, where do you think uh, football is going to be um, 
Football's trending fine. Foot, football, you know football's got no issues. Baseball's slow, but I don't think they should change the game. Football's fine. Everybody, dude, the NFL does a spectacular job of fucking yeah. marketing. Even yeah. by going after Tom Brady, that was an inside promo job. Fuck off. Right. And Everybody's you know what? I say in it, on it. If I can just interject here for a second, I think, I think the NFL took a lot from the WWE. Yes. And they create they created yes. drama. Right. Yes. They yes. created drama. And I think the players are in on that. I think the, the owners are definitely in on that. Damn very trashers. So while, you, yeah, Thank right. You. So while Thank you're you, going, you, you know, the season's over, you're going through the summer. You're like, how are those Red Sox doing? Holy shit. Tom Brady's coming. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's, it's, they, they, I think they took a cue from the WWE. And you're absolutely right. From that, their marketing is fantastic. The marketing, the when we when I was working at EEI that, at that point, and I was working at Intercom, and, and the year and a half of Deflate Gate, it's exactly what CNN, Fox, MSNBC are doing right now. They grab onto something, whether it's January 11th or unfortunately the abortion conversation or whatever hot topic Six. it is. January 6th. What I say? 11th. <laughs> oh, that was it. Oh, that, oh, that was I believe. Like, I believe that's Elvis's birthday. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Hold on. That's, that's I was going to go back. I was going to go back to January 6th. But, okay. The, but the point, oh, but they grab onto things and just drill it into the fucking ground. And so football, I think, has done a great job. The NHL, I think we can all agree, certainly Josh and, and Lucas, you and I, we can talk about this. I don't think that what, what they're doing with their broadcast rights is all that fucking smooth. Like it, it was a fucking chore for me to watch certain games where TBS was one night and that's over here on fuck boo and fuck you, YouTube and fuck you. Like, dude, like don't a make it. scavenger hunt to watch a game. It, and, and, and oh, and I had to jump on sling TV and you want to fit. It's like, it's like getting a fucking plane ticket these days. Well, you All can right. get your prices, but then if you want to sit near a window and if you'd like to have a glass of water, that's 75 more dollars. I just want to go to fucking Denver in two days. Fuck you. But that, but that's what it is. So I, but I think, I think the NHL has done the NHL sport itself is spectacular. I think Gary Bettman's fucking eh, blank, blank, blank. I think the NFL leads in how they, they dominate with what they do. Yeah. The NBA oh, they, is they've com- overtaken baseball. They did that a few years ago no as, question. as America's the, sport. Yeah. Well, in the, uh, in, yeah, in the, in the NBA is going to uh. be a different, a different, it, you know, the NBA is going to be a different demographic by design because there's so many African-American well, good think f- about it, players. You know what? I don't you think, think about it, it I don't think way. it's a wait. Hold on a second, Luke. My I don't man. think it's a race thing, man. I think it's a I class th- thing. I think it's what? mostly a class thing that people can't relate. I don't know. I feel like, they are the most decadent and rock starish NBA, at least that they let people see. You don't see a lot of that in the NFL. You don't see a lot of that in baseball. You definitely don't see it in hockey because they don't well, make they, enough money well, to well, be they, rock they, stars. Yeah, they, they spend more time on social media and promoting their side right. hustles. Right. So I think that like sausage stands. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't know. I think That's it's back like, to the I hockey guy. Like, though. I think it's like a it's like a class <laughs> thing on that one. Anyway, I think it's uh. I think there's obviously things trending in a different way where uh, I think no matter what sport it is, it, dude, everybody I talk to the um, fucking OG, by the way, the OG. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Let's, um, let's I think, keep the I think pussy just fans just picture. in general. Hey, hey this is Cheddar. He's trying to making the effort to attend some of these games. Just considering how much time's involved with setting it up and traffic and 
how much everything costs now. And yeah, it's super expensive to be a sports, a professional sports fan. Right. It is. It's but, very expensive. But more, I mean, at least more, here in Boston, it is. It is. It's, it, and it's and it's crazy. And you know, as long as that continues the way in that in that fashion, yes. But like, just to see just where things are and the interest of people, like, oh, I could give a shit less and blah blah blah. Like, I've heard more about. Uh, I could give a shit less from people that have been lifelong fans of some of their own teams, but that's because their teams are fucking losing. No, nah, these are these are people from Boston. These are people. And they're not real fans. fans You're not you know, a real but, fan. But here's a crazy part about it is that um, we're, we talked about the NFL and how great they promote their game and what they do for their sport. So regardless of what the situation is uh weeks one through 16 or one through 18 now and then add on four more of those call it 22 weeks a year certain bars throughout the city of boston will be filled with people wanting to see their team i don't see happening for baseball i don't see that sure as shit happening in basketball a little bit but not as much but I definitely see that happening every single weekend during football season. Well, maybe, look, look, maybe can I just say, maybe yep. you're not going to the right bars. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of bars in Boston, right? Some of those are baseball bars. Some of yep. those are basketball bars. Some of those are fucking like, you know, European college bars. soccer bars. You know, you go to the Banshee right. in Dorchester every Saturday morning to watch, soccer. to watch soccer. Right. right. So you got to go to the right bar. You got to find out what the bar is of you know to go so just in fairness luke you know yeah. that's like you know you maybe you're just not going to the right bar that's well i would know. say the right bar to go to is the greatest bar they're in everything bar and they're friends of the show yeah Ooh. and they're great oh, but no, why don't they like, dump some money into us what the there's the promo right. like though like baseball does you know it's on all the time it's on every single day but for the one day that you know that the uh sport of football has to capitalize they do capitalize yeah and they do yeah Oh yeah, and that's and that's for that's big the, big that's NHL the, games. I swear, the, the NHL and their fans capitalize on their games. But like you know, Mike, hundred percent with you. What you said, yeah, uh, the right bar, right time of the day, and mm -hmm. time of the week. But that's a lot of games. What one hundred sixty-two games? That's also back on the bar because it's back to marketing. Market right. yourself. If you have Bam, 162 games, right, if you have 162 games in a season and you have 80 yeah. whatever the fuck at home, then figure it out. Like figure well, it out. Make it work. Now you go to Fenway. Well, hold on a second. And, and, no, no, hold hold on. on a second. The bars can only they they're handed this this product from MLB. No, I get I mean, it. They can only it. promote it so much. Like, hey, come by, watch the Sox. We got you know, uh, you know, nine, five, 25 cent wings or whatever. But if people don't want to watch baseball, you know, that it, the root is at MLB. It's not really the bar's problem. It's right. the product that they're trying to push, right? A hundred percent. Well, yes, yeah. yes, but 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 you want to attract but, people with the game and the sport you're watching, regardless of what it is. But the bar has to do a better job of promoting what their bar actually. If that if that's what you else. have, and that's what you're handed. Work yeah. the fuck out. I mean, I'm saying until it changes, you've got 82 games or whatever, then go or 81, right. go and, 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 and figure that out. But if you go down Boylston Street these days, that is a sad shadow of its old self. Everything's so gone. Sad. And it's really There's high sad. rises. The fucking baseball tavern's gone. I'm not even sure what fucking river Jimmy's swimming in these days. 
but his fucking bar is gone. Everything's gone. It's oh. all it, like there's That's Regina's. because Fenway Fenway ceased to become a baseball park. Well, and became a bar. Yeah, well, people the, just go to Fenway. It's the it's the glorious cathedral of baseball. And I know I'm not saying that sarcastically at all. It really is. You know, right. that place and Wrigley. Okay. Right. But people don't go there to watch baseball. They go there to take selfies. They go there to take clients. And once there's one raindrop that hits somebody's fucking arm, mm-hmm. they're fucking out of there. And that's when you see the real fans who come down from the shitty seats that they've saved up for and come down to where those fucking people are were sitting, you know, behind home plate or wherever. You know, so same, it's, same it's, thing it's, happens at the Bruins games. That's when I moved down to the premium section. <laughs> Ew. Um, so we haven't really talked. Uh, did you uh, completed my 11th marathon with Matt Brown? Uh, Congratulations, Christ. Oh, yeah. Good job on that. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, you got to stop running marathons. They're bad for your health. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah <laughs> your knees. Your you know, knees will your, give out sooner or later. Your knees and your nipples, they're just yeah. taking well, a beating, hey, man, man. You know, as I would always say, Mike, like, hey, we run a marathon of 26 miles until our nipples are raw on our day off. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> um, So they're going to be doing a uh, 30 for 30 with us before next year's marathon. No really? shit. Wow. Yeah, well, ESPN has partnered up. So Channel 5 is going to be the leading uh, channel. Yeah, that changed, dude. Fucking WBZ yeah, had that for yeah. 27 yeah, years. For a long time. For a wow. long time. So they got outbid. They got outbid. And, you know, uh, Channel 5 is going to find a way to, to, to bring that uh, to better light. And I think. Do you know people over there? Channel 5? Yeah, a few. Yeah. I know the person that actually put that for the last 27 years was behind the scenes working with BZ. They should talk to that guy. He fucking, he, they're good people. Well, well, they've teamed up with ESPN on this to try to make it more. Oh, so they, they're going with the big kids. They're going. They're going for the for the goal to make sure that it is more geared towards sports and you know what it is about the Boston Marathon. And like you know, I I, I ain't gonna lie. It's just I I think more and more I do marathons with Matt Brown and knowing what his injury consists of, like you know. Every time I think about it now, more and more, like that kid's injury is still with the family. It still yep. continues to persist as a spinal cord injury. And for the community that's surrounded him and everybody else, uh, we're with this whole thing as we were since day one. And for everybody else to not know what goes into that. Well, Dude, to have idea. access to have access to thirty thirty is gonna is gonna yeah, blow that's huge. that story up. I'm really honestly hoping like it's as good as uh, the Doc and Daryl thirty for thirty one, but <laughs> really hard to compete with that. Shit. <laughs> hey, well, like, I don't honestly, know. I mean, are, you, guys... are you are you doing cocaine with him? Because if it was, that'll be it. Right? Yeah. No, that's a key. No, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you sure. I, you sure? Like, no. <laughs> as Daryl, as Daryl Strawberry said, you know, I tried cocaine <laughs> once and I liked it. Uh, hey. <laughs> so if you, you want to, if you want to swing things into the. Eh, while we're running, we do a couple bumps. You know? Okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you if you have a chance, ESPN 30 for 30, once upon a time in Queens, it is the 1986 Mets. 
it's, I don't want to fucking watch that. Why would I want to fucking? Why would I want to fucking relive the show's that? Over. Hold on a second. Hey, Josh, no, no fuck you for even bringing no, that up. Off. We were having Josh, a nice conversation. Josh, you say something it up. about Hitler. This show's you, over. You're that guy at Thanksgiving <laughs> that wants to bring up the abortion. No, we're done. Fuck you. The show's over. God damn it. Close this. Fucking. We're done. See ya. Wait. Oh, he left. All right, oh, look so, at that. Have look you guys that. seen the 30 for 30 about Hitler at the Olympics? Oh my <laughs> god, Josh. <laughs> Some American kissed him. Really? You could you, I didn't think you could make it worse. I'm sorry. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He was in that's, a box. That's great news, Lucas. Seriously, that's amazing news, yeah. dude. That's nice, I mean, man. that's huge. The wor- that's worldwide now. People yeah, are going to hear I mean, the story worldwide, which and, is really and did important. Did we just get the uh, the the breaking news, the official announcement of it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, nah, he already told the sports hub. Yeah, that's okay. No, so, uh, we were actually on, we were on uh, channel five last week. Oh, I hit a temper tantrum with Isaiah. He had, wow, Isaiah's really, oh, yeah. man, well, I, you know, it's, it's, hey, never... I should have brought up something about the Quebec Nordiques and how shitty they were. Right. 30 on that one. Now, do they? Unlike me, uh, he has never forgiven Buckner. That's all I gotta oh. say. You know, like I'm, I've, I've, Forgiven Buckner. I've moved well, he's on. Dead. Well, you know, I Him and I, Helen I, Keller have the same thing in common. They're both fucking dead. I, I waited. I waited till after he was dead. Forgive him, but that shouldn't mean anything. Okay, that shouldn't mean. You think anything. he's gonna chime back in? Because that would be awesome if he did. He might. I don't know. Oh, Isaiah. Oh, I meant Bill Buckner. He might have gotten like, his gigantic rope chain caught on his microphone and like sprained an ankle or something. I don't because know. Because it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway so, isaiah had to catch a plane because he's going to a parade oh, right. in denver right. happy pride month he's so. taking the logan express yeah and he's going to logan airport so he can hear about his flight being canceled to denver because that's all that's happening with the so so when are they going to start production on this they already have i I'm okay and josh i'll send you a i'll send you a mic a rough cut um of just what it was uh what they've actually started uh so my buddy mike flanagan flano has done um i've oh my god i uh, yeah i'll get to that in a second but he's uh he did a build up to the marathon this year uh like a documentary he just did a rough cut and it's just been kind of like everything from matt's journey from when his injury had happened um to uh to, to basically where we are now. For, and, wait, before you continue, for people that are watching and listening, just briefly, yeah. what the, the tell the the a brief like briefly what happened to Matt Brown. So Matt Brown was a 15 year old hockey player that had injured a spinal cord injury during a varsity hockey game while he was playing for Norwood High on his first shift. Um, and he has a book called line change that explains everything that's happened since his uh, line change, obviously mm-hmm. relating to hockey, but it has a book out there that describes his injury, his progression through his injury, his accomplishments through his injury and where he is now. And Matt has overcome a lot of adversity with his injury to prove that he is still the same person he was and he is still the same person he will always be now and forever. So, um, you know, that is a, 
lifelong endearment of, of endurance and something that he has continued to strive on to spread the intestinal fortitude for others to drive on and to fight on through all adversity. And we will continue to do that every single year. And we will continue to do that to spread that as Rick and God bless them, Rick Hoyt mm. and Hoyt, um, as they did for so many years for the marathon. In uh, other in other ways that people could only, you know, as we're talking about how to promote bars and stuff, we're going to try to promote on how to be, you know, a good friend to one of your best friends and how right. to overcome your spinal cord injuries. And we have run 11 marathons since 2012. And it is uh, literally the best day of the year for us. So if you ever wonder what it's like to play in a Super Bowl, call up one of your friends who's in need or a Stanley Cup final game or a World Series or an NBA finals game or anything that you really think is big for your life. Call up one of your friends who is going to be that person that you know you can help out. Then go run a marathon on one of the biggest days of the year that Boston has to offer. And let me know that feeling when you hit that finish line. Because there is no other feeling that I could explain on how that feels when you are pushing another human being for 26 miles and the emotions that are incoming with that. So Matt Brown is just like you and I, as he would always say, uh, and more or less, we've become a team that we've actually gotten to know each other a hell of a lot more over the last two years and obviously reading his book. So um, it goes beyond hockey and it goes beyond friendship at this point. And you're always asking me, Shu, Jesus Christ, do you age? Yeah, you don't. You know, I believe you're an alien. Yeah. <laughs> you're an alien and you don't age. And then you do incredible things like this you know, and your military yeah. service and, and like, you know, you didn't need high school because you're an alien. You were way above us as far as education. You started your own business, which was successful and everything. And now you're doing that too. So I, yeah. I just, and I wish I, I, we could put a picture of Lucas up when I first met him and Lucas now it's the same exact person. <laughs> He looks exactly the same. I met him <laughs> at a I rally and where was that? Melrose? Were we in Melrose where I met you? No, no, no. no. You were in Dedham doing the walk for change. Oh, that's right. They were right. That's right. You look exactly the same. It's crazy. <laughs> you uh, gave me you gave me t-shirts from your company. Yeah. You know, which I wore proudly because I just admire you for what you did and everything. Oh, thanks, and uh, man. but I, I think this 30 for 30 is gonna be great. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great. It's gonna be inspirational, which is the most important part. Right? Yeah, we just want to deliver a message for people to not lose interest, you know. No matter yeah. what the circumstances are, you know, just don't lose interest in what you're doing. Like it's real, like lately, honestly, it's real easy to, for people to lose interest on anything they're doing right now. Like, but honestly, you look everywhere you go for certain jobs, everybody's hurting for, for employees. Everybody's hurting for, for, for just for literally anything. Our supply chain has gone to shit. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Everything is just everywhere where gas is and stuff. And yeah. There's no, we have no, we have, like, we can't change that, but we're going to need to just try to stay positive and influence that in a means of not losing interest because we still live in one of the greatest countries in the entire world. And I don't get to meet people like you, Josh and Isaiah 
when even he, though he just fucking left like yeah. a total uh, pussy. Um, I don't yeah. get him now, huh? I only have to say Candyman once with that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> or Beetlejuice, whatever. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, look, I mean, every single government job just seems to have an opening where we are, and you know, for people that really want the job to to really make their lives better. And Josh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like I remember what, how hard you work to be in a position, having to get vaccinated and everything. And Shu, you continue to strive on these, on the morning show, man. And when I, when my, my can dial in the 104.5, I'm the happiest guy in the entire world. I'm not there. I'm at 100.1. <laughs> so that's probably why you're not hearing me. Most that's likely. okay. All right, my bad. That's okay. Just go to 100.1. And, I <laughs> mean, I'm those closer. people 1045, they're nice people, believe me. And you can probably uh, okay, get them. Okay, 101. You can get them closer to Boston, but if you need to get me, you got to come to Worcester and park outside of our building. <laughs> Fuck. And then okay. what I'll do is I'll just yell out the window. All right. And that's probably the best way you can get us. Oh, you know what? That does sound like shoe. <laughs> or you can download the app and get us anywhere, really. Yeah, no problem. Like any other place. But still, uh, I appreciate that. But you know, you're absolutely right. It's like the whole losing interest thing, right? Yeah. There are things we lose interest in, whether it be sports, music, food, whatever it may be, TV, right? Everyone's obsessed with TV now because there's a lot of great TV out there, but there's things you shouldn't lose interest in. Yeah. And that's helping other people, inspiring other people, right? you know, and, and just doing what you're passionate about. And I think when you're talking about, well, there's a lot of jobs open and stuff, there's not a lot to be passionate about. You got to make money. You got to pay the bills. I understand that. But what are you passionate about? And I think there's a lot of that that for somehow, I don't know how, I don't have the answers, has been squashed. You know, know, the crazy part about it is it's like, you know, political or not, like you you really, you the more and more you want to focus on that, you're going to lose interest in how much of love you have for, uh, for another person, love for your wife, love for your girlfriend, love for your family, but more or less love for your country, you know? And, um, you know, like as soldiers and stuff, like whenever we always have a soldier, Marine, airman, uh, a sailor, whatever the case may be, you know, like I would always tell you like for whatever the case was when we left and, join the service of that branch like you know obviously we hate what's in front of us but like the truth of the matter is like we love what was behind us like we love the fact that we were going to go like in my mind we were going to go play an away game and we were going to come back with something you know whether it was the pride for our country and the love for the for our friends and family and you know to to show that admiration for for those things it led to, it led to something different. It led to, it led to that fire being continuously ignited and a way to get bigger. And now it just seems that we're losing touch with that. And when I always will tell somebody, it's just like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's just like something's just not ideal right now. And, you know, the food's not great. The shower's too shitty. I don't like my living conditions, but you know what I, when something sucks, I like it. And it's just like, you think about like the hardest day we've had on this world 
And for somebody like Matt Brown or somebody like in a military or somebody like who's struggling with family, like that, there's that part of like somebody who's struggling where they just didn't like the food they ate or something. And didn't like the service. Like, right. Right. Like this. And I didn't like that. That Their TV show didn't end it the way they wanted it to. Right. Compare that to like a, a, a day that, uh, somebody, battling cancer has and right that to a day of somebody with a spinal cord injury or like go into the thick of the things like of like what a vietnam veteran had to endure when he came mm-hmm. to vietnam when he was never welcome home uh and then a battle of uh or at the like the chosen reservoir or or gettysburg or whatever like our hardest day on this earth isn't anything compared to those things mm-hmm and the whole thing about that and my whole point is with that is that you know what do they make you do in the military they make you do shit that sucks they put in groups that make you do shit that sucks right and if you when you finish boot camp you want to go to go to special forces school you want to go to like ranger school or where they make it suck even more right. right Right. I mean, right. not just I'm talking about tra- I'm not saying that sucks. I'm just saying no. you don't like doing stuff that sucks, then maybe special forces is not the right thing for you, right? Right. <laughs> but the thing that builds a bond of military personnel is combat. And the worse your combat is, the more it sucks. But you find a bond with those people and then you work from that. And it's, uh, it's something that's to be admired about, I think, through and through every one of those individuals, just not yourself, because that's really what it, uh, really what it comes down to. So uh, when it sucks, I like it. So I right. bring it. Fuck it. And you're, and, you're, and, you're, and you're sharing that experience with Matt Brown. Well, yeah. Not, not, I'm just not talking about combat, but you're no. sharing an experience with him by running that marathon right. and you're, you're kind of like working off each other, then that's you know, like people is. in the military do you're, you're working with each other so you can go home, like, you know, you can. And so that's the same thing with Matt Brown. Like you're, you're just, you're working right. with him. He's working with you. And that's yeah. the inspiration. And right? you're both strong people because you, you were in tough situations, which makes yeah. you a stronger person because good times create weak people and weak people create bad times and bad times create strong people. And strong people create good times. They do. Holy shit. That Um, was, give me a second to process that, Josh. That was like, (laughs) holy Jesus. That was kind of like like you you look at the generations, like the greatest. That was like a Rubik's Cube. They went through World War II. Right. To make it better. To make the world better. Right. Yeah. And then things get comfortable and then it creates weak people. And then you have, you know, like, my generation who's who's complaining about like losing followers or i don't have that many followers right. on instagram that's it's not like, all your generation though i mean there's still in every generation well, everybody people, but i mean well, you know the older generations like to rip on the younger generations and say they don't know shit and that's been yeah. the story of humanity on this planet you know but it's like there's still people of your generation and younger generations that are still doing amazing things there's still people oh, yeah. you know doing stuff in the military or 
they're becoming first responders or they're working hard to find a cure for something, or they're helping someone in the community get a hot yeah. meal, you know, and, and a place to sleep or whatever, you know, there's still people that do that. Unfortunately with, like you were saying, followers and stuff in social media, it's easy for people to kind of make a blanket statement about gen, whatever X. Yeah. Y. <laughs> yeah. Right. But still, you know, there's like, you know, there's like people like, I don't want to brag, but you know, my daughter, you know, she was involved in this, in this organization called Simon says give, and their whole thing was every fall, they would give out backpacks filled with school supplies for kids who couldn't afford them, you know? And it's like, yeah. you know, they did all the work all, and these were just kids. These were like middle school, high school kids. And this is what they did, you know, and they, and they put these backpacks together, they formed an assembly line, they worked real hard and they got them to people want them. So you know, you can believe what you see. Like someone says, oh, these millennials, they don't know shit. Well, that may be true for some, you know, or you, yeah. Josh, but, you know, for there's other millennials out there, there's people of all ages. Yeah, well, I'm not saying good for, things. like that there's like nobody that's like doing actual stuff, but like for I like I'm definitely guilty of this where it's very easy for me to get like depressed and down and like stressed out about things that really don't matter and then it takes something like me walking into dunkin donuts or something and i see somebody that doesn't have legs or something i'm like what am i like i'm walking around like <laughs> and like i don't know how they lost their legs or if they were born without them but something traumatic could have happened and i was like really nothing bad has ever happened to me so i <laughs> i just need to shut up and be thankful for everything that i have or like when i get I get obsessed with like the podcast numbers or not being where I want to be in my career. And then I'm like, I never even thought I'd be able to do any of this. Like right. I should just be lucky that I'm even where I'm at. That's, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. And you got to look at things ah. like, you know, sure. I'm not happy with a lot of these things. How much of them really have an effect on my life? Yeah. All you know, oh, my podcast numbers stink, right? Okay. Well, does that keep you from being a good father? No, it doesn't at all. It has no correlation whatsoever. It has well, nothing if I take to do it with out it. on my daughter, then well, then I'm, <laughs> well, right, I'm going to put a call into DC. Well, foot seal is a little done. different from a ten, right? But it's just like you gotta you gotta kind of pick what you're going to be depressed about, or I yeah. guess you got to pick at what you're going to be unhappy about. And some of those problems are, you know, you got to really look at them. You got to step back, take a breath, and say, well. I didn't get to the store in time to get my fucking, you know, Totino's pizza bites, yeah. you know, and now my evening is ruined. Is it really though? You know, but it's like even stuff like where lately I've just been in a very dark place because I've just been feeling so depressed that I don't own a house yet. And it, a lot of that is out of my hands. The market is crazy, but it I'm just like, I've been feeling like such a loser that I don't own a house and that my daughter doesn't live in a house, but there's You're, so many yeah, but other that that has nothing to do with who you are. I know, but it's easy to feel like that. Right. Cause and you're looking at, you're surrounded by it. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like that, you know, how come I, it's that keeping up with the Joneses thing. That's been, yeah. that's been kind of forced down our throats for decades. And it's kind of like owning a home doesn't make you any more of a better person than renting. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't make you a better father. It doesn't make you a better family member. You know what that, what it is, is what the choices you make, you know, it's not about buying a home, you know? Yeah. So don't, don't, you shouldn't, I mean, this is just my opinion. 
you shouldn't have to worry about it. You know, it may it, buying property may help you financially later on and stuff, but is it going to affect the way that you interact with your family? No. Right. Yeah. You know, but like even that, like I, I get so depressed about that. And then I look at everything else in my life. I'm like, yeah, I might not have a house, but I still have my family. I have my yeah. wife. I have my daughter. Like I have this. I like you have your very unfriendly dog. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> You're doing all right. Oh, the one that tried to kill you. Lenny. Yeah. Lenny hates me. <laughs> Lenny friggin hates me. I get it. I don't look like, you know, I, I look suspicious. Sure. The dog's probably got good sense. That's all. You know, he was stressed out. There was a six-day-old baby in the, the house. Yeah, 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 no, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right, I listen. Mean, yeah, go ahead, Luke. No, I, I think you just nailed it on the head, Shoe, with everything else. You don't really have to worry about all those things that's not going to affect you being a family man or anything like that because of everything that you have as an individual is, is you know, where where your values are at. Like, I really yeah. think. And values you're, right you're yeah. a man you're a man of your value then you know you're going to progressively get better it's not going to happen overnight but like i mean we all think about like hard things like i'm i'll be honest like i still look at you guys as the both of you as like icons still on the radio to me of like the aspect of like well how do guys like that turn their life around when their whole career was just with their rug pulled out from underneath them you know, like you're at a radio station, you invested everything that you have set out to do. And then that's yep. the and one day and one day and one with the, day with the, with the signing of a signature, right? Gone right? Shit like that. Yeah. And there's the door behind us after the rug was taken out. And I think of this in a way of like, well, you know what, Josh, like you have done well with this with this podcast going to continue to do well. And I'm going to make sure of that in shoe you continue to just crush it because there's no other radio voice out there like yours. Uh, as you would say, add bacon. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always love the fact that like, I can always talk to you, Mike, about like how much I really, like you obviously knew that like Incubus was like one of my favorite bands. And then I go on to the side with Josh. I'm like, hey, Josh, like that Bill Burr skit was fucking hilarious, wasn't it? Like, we can relate to these things. Yeah. The value of fucking being happy. Right. And, but, like, if I can't talk to Mike Shue about bacon, incubus, <laughs> and how shitty the Red Sox fell apart that year when Bobby Valentine was just Holy like, Holy Jesus. Chicken go. That was like, just, to me, you know, that whole season was just some kind of German performance art project. <laughs> it wasn't even a season. It was some kind of art project where John Henry was like, okay, I'll take uh, $30 million if you want to use my team as an art project. And some German artist like, excellent. Uh, I need you to send an email to Bobby Valentine. He is... <laughs> He is the world's greatest clown. You know, it was just like, it's, yeah, that was crazy uh, shit, man. That's fucking. And, you know, and that's just how that shit goes. And then Josh, you know, I get a kick out of like, still like talking about the money in the walls and the house <laughs> out, man, you know, like there's some other shit, but like the fact that you, the two of you guys, even Isaiah fed off of the fucking Chuck D story 
and you still throw that one liner in there. It's still it's, it's such a great story, though, man. Yeah, well, I, I get it. I have a couple more, but I'm gonna get that for like a Mookie Wilson coming yeah. up. I love that guy. First off, I love that guy. Second of all, I didn't realize like how much of a class act he was. Like, I'm I, I go, oh, I, 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 I'm like, hey, Mookie, I, I did a uh, I did a high school um play project and i was part of a band well actually it was a temptations redo and he looks at me and he goes like he's talking to somebody he goes wait what i go yeah i'm like i had a wig and everything man it was awesome he looks at me and goes hold on i gotta hear about this kid it was <laughs> I, i'm like i was playing papa was a rolling stone and uh it was by the temptation he goes you know that's my favorite song i'm like well i did not know that mookie i just i didn't even know who you were until about like two minutes ago until i told you i was part of a high school play hey man that's <laughs> a lot of people's favorite on songs. The temptations <laughs> hey, look i know I get it. <laughs> That's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> God. It's like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, I had a wig and everything. And he looked at me like, what? like man, you crazy boy. But that just proves how, how much Mookie Wilson inspired people in very different ways. He inspired me to throw a, a, a standard issue state school desk through a screen window from the seventh <laughs> floor of my dorm where others were more creative and, and and pursued a musical career, you know? So yeah, I, that's amazing. <laughs> man. That's amazing. You know, next time when we get a chance, I have no problem letting the cat out of the bag on a, um, on a story that I actually had with Cuba Gooden Jr. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, okay. hockey involved. Yeah, it was a little bit of hockey. He's a big hockey kid. Yeah, he is. He likes hockey. And we'll, we'll just save that for like another time. Um, All right. More to come on the next yeah, there is more episode. Come, it is great. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, uh, well Lucas, Lucas, yeah. what's the ETA on the 30 for 30 with you and Matt well, Brown? What I'll do is uh, I'm, I, I need your, uh, I'm going to get your email. Josh, I'll send you. I'll send you an email with the rough cut of what's to come. And then do they need to interview us about you? Yeah, dude, we're available. Yes. If they want to ask us any kind of character <laughs> study they're doing on you, you know. That was just as funny as Mookie asking me what play I was in. <laughs> hey, what, what play? What? <laughs> I was the lead singer of the Temptations that time. I play and I had a wig. Like, <laughs> you never get like the dumb eyes look like they were. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Like, yeah. No, I'm like, well, you know, for people like I could be like kind of dumb sometimes and like be caught off guard. I remember having my first job at Papa Gino's and I sat down next to somebody on my break and was like, "Hey, uh, like, how you doing?" Like, I'll believe it. Sure. Remember, like, Manti Teo? He was talking to that fake girlfriend for, like, two months. Right. So, like, right. if you think that guy can talk to a fake girlfriend for two months, you bet I'll believe anything you tell me. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm sitting down like next, I'm like just eating my meal. I think I had the spaghetti basket with me and I'm like next married couple. And it's just like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Lucas. Got the name tag. Uh, oh, hi, Lucas. Um, I'm John. This is my wife, Jane. And their last name was Doe. And I believed him. And mm-hmm. I, that is the craziest thing I have ever heard. John Jane Doe. Fast forward, like, just a few days ago, I'm just thinking, you know, I bet you they were just kidding about that. The whole, <laughs> like, as long as far apart as it was. And, like, even if I was to bring it up to him, be like, hey, remember that time on Papa Gino's you told me you were John and Jane Doe? Yeah. I wouldn't even remember. Lucas, Lucas, they were swingers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were, they yeah. were rolling, up, they were rolling out the red uh, carpet for you. Right. Uh, I, right. I had to Google them, and it turns out they were both murdered. Oh, yeah, my bad. My, <laughs> but they did have a pineapple on their front door, so. and they fucking used that name in the movie Hard to Kill with Steven Seagal. He was fucking John Doe in the recovery ward there, and the guy's like John Doe. I'm like, fuck, that's him. I know him. <laughs> Lucas, there's a rule here on the podcast when Steven Seagal is brought up. That's when we end it. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know he was even alive until like a few days ago. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> the new Dalai Lama. So just, just keep an eye out, you know, yeah. when Remember the next one is born. show that he had? What show did he have? He had a fucking real life TV show. Oh, was it? It was an unscripted show. And the show started with him looking in the camera going, I don't know if you knew this or not, for the last 20 years. I've been a cop. Oh, that fucking yeah, He hasn't been a fucking cop. Are you kidding me? And Shaq is a cop, too. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you know this, but he has the most unlikable quality in any individual I've ever met, like, my entire life. Or her. He's just, yeah. I'm yeah. a cop. That's yeah. infuriating. Yeah, well, uh, uh, a ranger gave me a t-shirt, so I'm a fucking ranger. Yeah. Okay? Right? <laughs> I don't Just even, because you Lucas, wear camouflage even, clothing doesn't mean you were in the fucking right. Lucas, Lucas gave me a Ranger T-shirt a long time ago. It's just it's Ranger and had the wings on it and stuff. Yeah, I stopped wearing it because guys like, "Hey, you a Ranger?" and I just started feeling bad. I'd be like, "No, a Ranger T-shirt." <laughs> you know, I felt bad. You know, and they were mean. Right? Free drink. Nobody ever said, "Oh, you shouldn't be wearing that because you're not." Right. No, everybody was friendly, but I just started feeling bad. I was like, "I'm not a ranger. Probably shouldn't be wearing this T-shirt." No, you're fine, man. You, you know, I just like I eh, that's you. okay. You know, <laughs> um, I'm gonna send you the email and the rough cut stuff for now, Josh. Uh, make sure I'm you gonna... do that with Mike. Is he on that email chain, or just start an email test chain with all of us? Oh, like yeah. the one with the uh, one with the link on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. on there. Because I can I can send a direct link from my Dropbox to you guys. Okay. Yeah, just cool. respond to that email. All right. Nice. Well, Lucas, right. thank you very much for joining us today, man. We appreciate it. Always, feel- a, always a fun time with Dude, you. Dude, this is a great stories. fucking time. And it's a very rare occurrence that we actually talk about hockey on what was once a hockey podcast. <laughs> was. <laughs> was a hockey podcast. Yeah. Well, um, as you brought up the Futures League, um, so I am coaching in the Cranberry League baseball. Oh, no shit. Nice. Yeah. So I got all college kids on my team, and these kids are vying for a spot. And 
you know, I was always doing two sports at once. So yeah. Long story short, it's the Cantonese are uh, surging this year. The Cantonese, right yeah. on, man. And we're getting hot at the right time, man. So uh, nice. You know, we'll we'll uh, we'll fill you in as our progress continues throughout the season. The Cranberry Excellent. League. Is there any team named the Zombies? <laughs> no, but I heard <laughs> missed opportunity. That, I heard that by the Cranberries one time and. <laughs> i've got the cranberry leash (laughs) all right man lucas thanks a lot man keep us up to date on the 30 for 30 and the uh, cantonese all right man i will definitely do that and um let let isaiah know that uh it's okay that's okay he's a sensitive man but he's you know he's got his rope chain with his abs logo on it he'll just masturbate to that for the rest of the day and feel better about himself tomorrow it's understandable yeah All right, man. All right, boys. All right, see you, dude. How's it going?